If you think you have enough dice, then you're probably playing it wrong. Hello and welcome to episode 21, season 2 of Playing It Wrong, the podcast where I ramble about gaming stuff. And hopefully my audacity settings are correct, and I'll be careful not to, uh, too many hard P's and B's, so... Well, I don't have a pop filter, so, uh... <laughs> it's in the budget for actually that and a better microphone. So, what's up in this episode? Well, a lot of the usual stuff, and some of the usual stuff that's not happening. But anyway, this episode, we're going to start off with something that uh, has been long in coming. A voicemail, which I haven't gotten in a long time, but I can only blame myself because I have been reaching out to their anchorites. And if any of you are listening out there, when do y'all show up at the Discord server? Because every time I go there, it's like a ghost town, guys. Anyway, I will endeavor to reach out more often to you guys. I keep forgetting that now, Anchor, you can do it through uh, through the web interface rather than your phone and the mic on my phone really sucks and it sounds like I'm inside a tin can. Anyway, here's a lovely and talented Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor. Hey Jack, it's Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor. I just heard mention that you're going to use one of my Wink Wing adventures. I think I know which one it is and uh, hopefully have fun with that. Uh, the other thing is, I really do enjoy the, the reading of the, the uh, bomb books in the back. They definitely enjoy your commentary uh, that goes along with it, because I, I kind of agree with pretty much everything you say with some of the uh, inconsistencies or weirdnesses that are within. I guess that's what makes it fun, all those little weird, strange oddities that go along with it. So, uh, yeah, keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know the monkeys are going to have their fun. Uh, they've got to get to that little village and see what happens. That's coming up this week, by the way. So that game's going to be Thursday night, disavowing any other unfortunate circumstances. And also, it's very good hearing from you, Tim. Loving your podcast. And also, happy Wisp, pa- pa- happy Wisp podcast. And give a shout-out to Wisk and ha- tell her to keep up the good work and keep up uh, the positive attitude. She's always lighting the day. Next up, we're going to move right along to a section I'm calling uh, Life. Stuff. Whatever, I haven't got a name for it. But anyway, this is kind of not only tangentially. It's not about the mechanics of gaming. It's more about life and things that happen tangentially. And of course, what I'm talking about, the big thing on MeWe right now, and not that I haven't seen it on Facebook, maybe I'm just not in the right groups, of, once again, the talk of OSR and the idea of community. <sighs> For a while, I wasn't even going to put this in, but I decided at the last minute, yeah, I'm going to do this segment. So, here you go. Some little thoughts about community. And it's very simple. The best communities grow organically. You can't make them happen. People just come together and make that community. That's all there is to it. Um, as a real-life example, the wonderful little town that I live in, the uh, city council and the city government has, for the last few years, poured in a lot of money. Okay, they've wasted a lot of money for a downtown arts and crafts district type thing. And, well, one, it's about, like, two blocks, two there isn't crap there. Uh, any they haven't drawn anything there. They've just spent money. Um, there's one restaurant that's gone through three or four ownerships since they've started their downtown program, and it's 
basically they're trying to artificially create this little community and it's not happening and it's a waste of taxpayer dollars and the city's time. I'm sure somebody's getting the money but not anybody who's doing anything. And the same thing goes for online communities, gaming communities, whatever. The best communities happen organically. They just The people come together, the community grows. And of course there will be an occasional, well, we'll call it a weed in the community. Now how that weed is dealt with just depends on the community. So there is my thought on communities. I may have riled some feathers with that. Feathers with that feathers. I riled some fezzes with that. Yes, I riled fezzes with that. It's a Sunday. It's been a long week, which I will get onto in a moment. But anyway, I may have riled feathers, so get over it. Next up, we're moving on to the other section. Thus, yes, I'm doing a pause here. Dramatic pause. The uh, session uh, summary. It was very unfortunate. I had no gaming this week. Yes, there was a regular Thursday night game scheduled, and the regular Thursday night game happened but just without me. So why? Well, let me roll back till Tuesday in the evening when it was, well, it rained again. And also to accompany the rain, we had a outbreak of puppy puke and puppy poop. And that means Thursday night, I did not go, go gaming because that was still going on and taking care of the puppy and calling the vet on Friday morning and making a vet for the little monster who was now sleeping like a little angel who will eat anything off the ground that happens to get in her path. Hence, this is the second time we've had her to the vet because, well, tummy troubles and she's eaten bad things. So that was my week in gaming. However, like I said earlier, next week is my Labyrinth Lord game. Actually, technically, it's this week is my Labyrinth Lord game, and we've got that little adventure from Tim Shorts. And like I said, well, I didn't say it before, and I'm saying it now. Follow his Patreon. It's I, I don't remember the link, neither does he, so go ahead and follow it. Look him up. I'll put it in the show notes. So that is my unfortunate session summary. But on the bright side, I had some extra time on my hands because I took all day Friday off with the few hours of messing with the vet, so it just wasn't worth driving all the way into work and back and forth. I did do some wonderful reading of uh, some stuff by Frog God Games. So uh, stay tuned to the blog. for There's some campaign ideas and a little review coming up. Okay, I'll give you a hint since you're listening. It's about Richard Pett's Cricket City, The Blight. Ooh, it's dark, it's creepy, it's weird, and it's not your run-of-the-mill uh, D&D vanilla setting. It's pretty freaky. And so hang on to that review. All right, moving on. We're going to move on to what is the core of this episode. And I want to talk about adventures. That's right, adventures. And it's a little philosophy. Another gaming philosophy from yours truly. This gaming philosophy is simple. We hear it all the time in the rule books. It's the rules or guidelines. N- rulings, not rules. I want to give you another thing to tell you. Adventures are just guidelines. You do not have to... I'm sorry to every adventure writer out there who has their adventure tweaked by some random DM, but adventures are just guidelines. Or should I say, outlines. Either way, doesn't matter. You make the adventure fit your world. You make the adventure fit your players. Even if you're using a published world and not your own world, it still gets modified a little bit, consciously or unconsciously. There's changes, mainly because of the players, the party makeup, whatever. You know, the characters, even. So even that adventure, you may have to modify it. And go ahead and modify it. It's part of the hobby, just like 
painting miniatures and collecting shit tons of dice. It's part of the hobby, just like house ruling. It's part of the hobby. As a DM, it even makes it more fresh for you rather than trying to remember what somebody else wrote. It's easy to remember the things that you wrote or you came up with to fit within the outline or guidelines of the adventure, either changing a character that makes more sense to the plot than you think it is, or changing the plot to have it make more sense, or if you happen to see a plot hole that you think your players are smart enough to take advantage of, then plug that plot hole. Let's face it, you as a, as a game master know your party better than the person who is writing the adventure. So, with that being said and disheartening, go ahead, do not only house rule the rules to fit your playstyle and your players, house rule and make the adventures fit your players. Very simple. With that, I shall move on to the next section. That's right, folks. It's the readings from the little brown books. Yeah, I hicked it up for that. I felt like doing that this week. And where are we at in this? We are still on Volume 2, Monsters and Treasure, and we have not gotten through monsters. And we are getting through monsters today, if it kills me. Because where we left off last week, we're going, starting out right there, and the next monster up after Yellow Mold, which, like I've noted, there's weird organization here. What comes after Yellow Mold? I'll give you a hint. It's not zombies. It's horses. I don't know why. But horses, like so many things, are explained in chainmail. I don't know why. War horses melee. The other characteristics of horses and mules are, and it gives how much they can carry. Horses and mules are panic-stricken by, panic by raging fire and strange smells. All those, although those trained for battle, are not nearly so likely to be affected. Only mules are agile enough to be taken into dungeons. I did not know that mules could basically be thieves. Okay, I'm joking. I know that. Hopefully you know I'm joking. Oh, come on. But I just find it odd that mules are the only ones agile enough to go into in there. After horses, we have insects and small animals. And that's kind of... Uh, yeah, one hit, one hill, AC8, one... One hit, one kill, AC8. That pretty much sums it up. And then large insects or animals. Uh, from giant ants to prehistoric monsters. Armor class anywhere from 8 to 12. Um, hit dice should range between 2 and 20. So yeah, we're going to be really vague here. Um, also included in this group are the optionally usable Martian animals, such as apps, bants, thoats, etc., that happens to be, if you're a John Carter of Mars fan, all of that will make sense. If you're not, then you should be, and you should immediately go out and read those books. It's by Edgar Rice Burroughs. It's the guy who wrote Tarzan. If the referee is not personally familiar with the various monsters included in this category, the participants of the campaign can be pulled to decide all characteristics. That is such a crazy idea. <gasps> DM, I don't know how to make this monster, so what do you guys think? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, damage range should be between two and four dice. Yeah. Then we have, this is a great one, other monsters. This, this last section of the monster section after horses is just ripe with gold. Other monsters. There is no practical limitation to the variety of monsters possible. I think we've known this 
with the internet and seeing how many damn monster books have come out. In the campaigns associated with the playtesting of these rules, there have been there have either appeared or been postulated such creatures as Titans, giants with limited magical abilities, Cyclopses, super strength giants with poor depth perception because they only have one eye, Juggernauts, huge stone statues on wheels which crush anything in their path. They're motivated by some unearthly force. Living statues, various stone and metal monsters which come to life if trespass into a certain area is made. One of these monsters was iron and purpose to all weapons save two special ones he guarded. He had fiery breath, poison sword, and a whip of a cockatrice feathers which turned the thing struck into stone. Now that little paragraph right there is a gold mine. I am so making that monster. Note to self, make that monster. And we have salamanders, free-willed fire elementals of somewhat limited power in reptilian shape. And below that, I think, is a really bad drawing of a wolfman. I don't know what the hell that thing is. And last, not last, but nearly, not, not even least, we next have a classic monster, the gelatinous cube. Underground creatures of near complete transparency, like, I, like we want in our government. Oh, sorry, I was being political. So, yeah, hey, vote gelatinous cube 2020. What the hell? Uh, for complete, for near complete transparency, which fit exactly into the typical corridor of a dungeon. Metal objects absor absorbed into them would be visible thereafter within their body. These monsters would be difficult to harm and have a large number of hit dice. That's it. No other stats. And lastly, this, this is the epitome of monster descriptions. Because you think that golems would fall under the living statues type thing. No, 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 no. Because we have the entry for robots, 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 golems, and androids. I don't know why I changed my voice like that. I just felt like it. Now, I will give you the entirety of the description of robots, golems, and androids. Self-explanatory monsters which are totally subject as far as their characteristics are concerned. Or subjective. I can't read, sorry. But that's one sentence. That's the entire stat block for, for robots, golems, and androids. For robots, golems, and androids. I'll say it that way again. I don't know. Maybe somebody out there is laughing. I don't know. But that concludes the monster section. That means next week we're moving on to treasure... What's what? I mean, hell! If you can't do a monster, eh, well, you gotta take it. If you can't do a monster, what are you a bard? Yeah, I played bards. I banged monsters before. Um, but anyway, we're on. We're gonna be on to treasure next week. So, let's do the wrap up of this episode. So let me start wrapping this up with something that because I didn't look at my notes until halfway through that I was gonna mention back on the the community rant there. The, and I've mentioned it in one of the first uh, episodes that I did. Of my view on gaming is this. It is just like when you hear someone say, sitting down and breaking bread. It's just you're sitting down and rolling dice. You have two people, they can be of differing views. The point is, you put all that shit aside, you roll the dice, you have fun, and you get to know the person at the table. Not the demographic, not the affiliations, get to know just the person. Now, if the person wants to drag all that shit in and kind of piss on everything, doesn't matter what affiliation, 
then no, they're not fun at the table and they're not fun online. So start with the dice then move on once you know someone maybe you can well you can do whatever the hell you want but the point is just play nice also at the end of this episode I want to do a big shout out to all you lucky bastards who got to go to North Texas RPG Con I so wanted to go this year I still didn't make it I have I have plans to finally go next year. We'll see how things go this year. I have some personal goals I want to meet before... Personal goals I want to meet and then use my little reward of meeting those goals to go to North Texas. I know that sounds good, but I'm not going to curse myself by explaining what everything is. Um, and there's also hopefully some big news and changes coming here to the podcast and the blog over this month. I know I've been talking about Patreon and subscriptions and stuff, and I really need to just uh, man up, pull up my britches, and pull the trigger on that shit. I've got a plan. It's not a great one, but it's a plan. And see what happens. Alright, folks. With that, I want to bid you adieu. I want you to roll dice, kill monsters, have fun. Oh, and take the monster stuff, too. Don't, always for don't ever forget to loot the bodies, damn it. So many times. I've seen so many characters like, oh, why don't we have any money? Because you didn't loot the frickin' bodies. Anyway, you can find the blog slash podcast on Facebook at uh, They Might... Just search for They Might Be Gazebos. Or you can go ahead and visit the blog at TheyMightBeGazebos.blog. And like an idiot, it's the letter B, not B. Don't worry, when my domain renewal comes up, I will buy the extra domain and forward it to myself. So I could have to stop doing that. So I look less like a freaking idiot. All right. With that, have a good gaming week. Be excellent to each other. All right. Thanks for listening.